And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Happy New Year's Eve, Wonderlings! This is Angela Bowen, the host of Looking Back at My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. And tonight, I have a very special holiday episode entitled New Year's, Season 6, Episode 11, New Year's, aired on January 6th, 1993. With New Year's Eve approaching, Kevin looks forward to attending a party at a ski lodge with his friends. However, he has to cancel those plans when Wayne and Bonnie invite the family out to dinner. So the episode opens with Wayne and Kevin in the garage sorting through stuff to help Wayne's new girlfriend, Bonnie, who just happens to be a 23-year-old divorcee and a single mother of one-year-old David. So Wayne is kind of going through a lot of the stuff, like old curtains and, you know, other things. So that way, guys, being that she's divorced, she needs some stuff for her place. So Wayne's going to help her out. Oh, there was also one of those uh, rocking horse type, you know, the kind that's on springs. And Wayne found that in the garage, too. It's like, that baby is maybe, like, six months old. I don't think it's going to be riding any plastic horses anytime soon. So, Wayne's trying to make good with little baby David. And he's like, oh, here, let me take this. He's holding a pile of curtains and kind of shoves it in the baby's face. Like, oh, peekaboo. And, of course, the baby freaks out. Norma's actually the one who's holding baby David at the moment. And he he just kind of turns to, to Norma and kind of covers his face. Like, geez, Wayne, please don't scare this child. I mean, he's not going to want to have anything to do with you. You just shoved a pile of curtains into his face. He probably thinks you're trying to smother him to death. So I want to play this little interaction between Norma and Bonnie and Wayne. It's kind of, uh, basically Wayne is playing house with Bonnie right now. And just some of the things, Norma's like, Wayne, you look like you're getting a little skinny. Are you getting enough to eat? And Bonnie tells Norma that, you know, Wayne's working the two jobs at the plant. So he really doesn't have time to you know, sleep when he gets home and everything like that. And, of course, Wayne wrapping his arms around Bonnie's shoulders is like, who says I want to sleep when I get home anyway or something to that effect. And the expression on Norma's face is like, okay, that was too much information. I know I'm not comfortable with you two shacking up. I'm certainly not comfortable hearing about your having, um, having adult relations or sex outside of marriage. Because, I mean, it was 1972. So, I mean, they Jack already had that going on, having to deal with Karen shacking up with a guy. Now their um, oldest son is doing the same thing. Only this time it's with a, with a woman who's been divorced and is a little bit older than Wayne and has a child. So I'll play that clip and I'll be right back. These are nice, Wayne. Bonnie Douglas, 23, divorced, and mother of one. You sure it's all right if we take all this? Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. A peekaboo. Oh, 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 oh sweetheart. Oh. What, what, what would I do? But it wasn't what he'd done that was so perplexing. It was how he was doing it. 
Honey, you know, you're looking awfully thin. Are you sure you're getting enough rest? Still working two shifts at the plant, he doesn't have time to sleep. Besides, who says I want to sleep? God. So Norma asks Bonnie if her husband, her, excuse me, her ex-husband, James, has been calling at all. And Bonnie's like, well, a couple of times. And the, Wayne kind of starts in like, yeah, the guy's a jerk, don't worry about it. Because he makes a comment how, well, Norma says how cute and adorable that baby David is. And Wayne's like, yeah, he looks a lot better than his old man. And that kind of was a uh, tricky, like, uncomfortable subject just because, you know, that is David's father and Bonnie's ex and everything. And Wayne's like, you know, don't worry, Mom, the guy's a jerk. But then we move on to Kevin. He's playing football in the park with his friends. Paul's there. Jeff, played by Giovanni Ravisi, and that annoying guy who plays Chuck. And yeah, just like in uh, season three, Mom Wars, Kevin's playing with no uh, protection or equipment of any kind. So, and the boys are just kind of going over what their plans are for New Year's. Uh, one person's got to serve drinks at their parents' party. Paul's uncle is showing home movies. Ugh. So while the, guy, while the guys are in a little football huddle, Jeff lets it slip that one of their other classmates' parents are out of town. In a, well, by out of town, they're like in Aruba. So the guy's got the whole ski lodge all set up for uh, our ski cabin set up for a New Year's Eve bash. And all the boys are really excited. And of course, Kevin envisions him and Winnie going. And that it'll be such a wonderful New Year's. Being the place is only a couple hours away, so. I mean, Kevin's 17 at this point, so of course, yeah, he's going to want to spend, ring in the new year with his friends, not his parents. So back in the Arnold kitchen, Kevin's kind of sitting there, and he's telling Norma about the party, and she's really, like, kind of against, like, really, a ski lodge, a party, and he's like, oh, it's not really a party, it's more of a gathering, and... She straight up asked, like, is there going to be beer there? And he's like, no, of course not. But then she drops the bomb. Well, actually, we have plans, as in we, and by me, we, I mean, you know, the whole family. Wayne and Bonnie have invited them to take them out to dinner. And Wayne has even included Winnie. That was really sweet of him. So basically, yes, the reason that Wayne is working two jobs is because he's trying to support Bonnie and her child. Wayne, that's really not his... He's got a great heart. He's that's an, He's got an amazing heart, but that's not his responsibility. It's great that he wants to play house and everything like that, but... Um, I'm going to play this clip, and I'll be right back. A party? <laughs> At a ski lodge? Just one little hitch. Well, it's not exactly a lodge. It, and it's not really a party. Just... The bash of the century. A get-together, you know? They're not going to have beer, are they? <sighs> Mom, come on. Beer? Totally ridiculous. So what do you say? Well, I guess it would be okay. Great. Except... We already have plans for New Year's Eve. We? We do? Your brother's taking us all out to dinner. The whole family. 
including Winnie. What? Isn't that sweet? He wants it to be his treat. Well, that's great, but I'm gonna... You know, I think this is really important to Wayne. He's been working so hard, knocking himself out for Bonnie and the baby. Yeah, well, thanks, but no thanks. Kevin! Mom! Hmm. Clearly, we were at an impasse. So faced with a tough decision, Mom did what any fair-minded parent would do. Why don't you ask your father, honey? Ask me what? Listen, Dad, about that New Year's Eve thing. You're going, and that's that. So much for fair-mindedness. Bye, honey. I'd been set up, sold out, and shipped down the river. So, Jack comes home, and Kevin, well, Norma pretty much says, well, ask your father and see what he says. And, of course, Jack's like, no, you're going to this dinner party deal thing. You're not getting out of it, all right? And, of course, after he leaves, Norma's got this smile on her face. She's a satisfied look and everything. So, Kevin's like, all right, maybe I can, thinking, maybe I can try to talk Wayne into having it another night. So, he meets him at the laundromat where Wayne is doing the laundry for, you know, Bonnie and her child. Maybe his laundry as well. And then he comes out and Bonnie comes up in the car and she mentions how her ex-husband James was waiting for her outside of the store that she was shopping it's almost like what is he stalking her and she tells Wayne's pissed off about it it's like what is he following you now and she's like no he just wants to rehash everything you know I told him 20 times that it's over and this and that and it just, it just seems like such a mess for Wayne to be involved in. He's got a good heart. I've said that. But just it, this just does not look like it's going to end well at all. So I'm going to play this clip and I'll be right back. So with New Year's Eve fast approaching, I knew my only hope was to look to a higher source. Wayne, why can't the family just get together another night? Because holidays are a time for families. Yeah. Ow, she's closer on. Wayne. Besides, I thought it'd be a nice thing to do. Jeez, who was this guy? And what had he done with my brother? Look, I've got other things to do on New Year's Eve. And I was just thinking that the family could hang out without me. Hang out? We're not just hanging out. I want to a supper club. A supper club? God, it was worse than I thought. Oh, yeah. Dinner and a show. Uh, maybe a comedian or something. I reserved this table right up front. Can you give me a hand folding this before Bonnie gets here? Okay, then. Maybe it was time to take a different tack. Boy. That must be setting you back a few bucks. You know, I hear those supper clubs cost a bundle. Hey, what's money if you don't have people to spend it on, huh? And that's when it hit me. This wasn't love. This was insanity. Besides, wouldn't be the same without you there, son. Son? Okay, enough was enough. Look, Wayne, number one, I'm not your son. And number two, I don't want to spend New Year's Eve in a stupid supper club. You don't? No, that's what I'm saying. Well, sure, maybe it was selfish, but under the circumstances, absolutely necessary. Hey, I'm sorry I'm late. Well, that's okay. You get caught up? Kind of, I saw James. Whoops. What do you want? 
What did he want? The same old thing. To hash everything out we've been through like a hundred times. I'm shopping. I'm having a good time. And I come out of the store and he's sitting there waiting for me. What? Well, what, is he following you? I'm gonna kill this guy. You know, I'm sick. Wayne, don't worry. I set him straight for good. I told him it's over like 20 times. Are you sure? Definitely. And there you had it. Love at the laundromat. Two kids working it out. And one kid making his getaway. So, Kevin, are we going to see you on New Year's Eve? What? Rats. Well, you know, I was just talking with Wayne. And don't worry. He's going to be there. But I thought it would mean a lot to us, Kevin. Right, honey? And with that kiss, there went my night of revelry. So, Kevin thinks that, okay, maybe Wayne, he can work something out with him where he doesn't have to go to the New Year's Eve dinner. And Bonnie turns to Kevin and is like, we're going to see you there, right? And Kevin is all, like, stuttering, like, oh, well, I, th th he, oh, it's like, and Wayne is like, yeah, don't worry, he'll be there. And he kind of gives Kevin a hard look look like don't fuck this up for me okay this is a night to spend with family and you're gonna come whether you do whether you want to or not so they drive bonnie and wayne drive off and then in the living room kevin's watching the football game and wayne has bought himself a really nice suit for this dinner and he looks really really good season six i you know they're finally able to do something with his character and well, or at least what they can do with this character, because the show's mainly always been focused on Kevin, and then, you know, the other family members are pretty much just side pieces, it feels like. But at least in the last two seasons, it seems like, well, we Karen's gone, we have Kevin, then we have Jack and Norma and Wayne. What are we going to do with them? Well, at the end of season four, Norma decides to go back to college, and then Jack in season uh, six decides to quit Norcom because he's been there forever. He doesn't want to do it anymore. He wants to open a furniture store, and he gets to do that. So that just leaves Wayne. What is Wayne going to do? Well, Later on, after flunking out of the army due to his uh, psoriasis or whatever it is, um, he get his dad gets him a job at Norcom, which is awesome. So, all right, let's see how this dinner is gonna go, huh? So Wayne's really happy and everything like that. You know, he's he's got his suit. He's trying to find the right tie. He's a little nervous, and then um. What, Kevin is still trying to get out of this day, New Year's Eve dinner. And he starts to say something, but then Wayne's like, you know what? I read your mind. You don't have to wear a tie. You, you can, or, um, just like a, a, you don't gotta wear a suit. Jacket and tie will work just fine for you. Then he kind of goes off and search for, see what kind of ties his, you know, Wayne's dad has. What Jack's got in his closet. He wants, you know, he wants this night to be really, really good. You know, it's New Year's Eve. He can finally treat his family out to a nice dinner and a good show. So Kevin's being a real fucking dick right now. He goes into the kitchen to get some milk or something, and he sees 
Bonnie there with uh, Norma and Jack, and Norma's got baby David on her lap, and she and Jack are just loving on this little guy. Oh my gosh, Karen needs to hurry up and get that grandbaby born. Oh, it's just so cute watching them together. I want to play this scene because it was really sweet. Just, you know, Bonnie just saying, you know, it's great what you have here. You know, the house, you have each other your kids and how she really wants that for herself and her son and everything and it's just this is a really beautiful scene so I'm gonna play that and I'll be right back so while the rest of my teenage world was heading off for a New Year's bash in the snow-covered north I was doomed to a night of family I remember the first New Year's Eve that Jack and I spent together I was 19 and we had dinner with your parents. You remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, this was homey. I just think it's so great what you have here. The two of you. The history you have. How much you love your kids. Well, that's what we're here for. Right? Right. Give me a break. And Dave's gonna have his first New Year's Eve. Isn't he? Isn't he? God. Okay, let's get a move on. See you there. All right. You want to take them? Wait, you sure I can't help you out with the bill tonight? Sorry, Dad. Tonight's my treat. It's gonna be a night you'll never forget. Right, Kevbo? Which, as it happened, was exactly what I was afraid of. See you there. Bye. And so there was nothing to do but roll out the barrels and start the fun. I mean, hey, how bad could it be? So Wayne comes in and takes baby David from Norma, and Jack's like, hey, do you think, uh, do you want me to help you with the bill? And Wayne's like, no, no, this is my treat to you guys. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good time. Especially when, you know, Wayne says it'll probably be a night we'll never forget. Well, gosh, what's that word? Um, there's a, it's a word. It's a catch-22, something to that effect. So they're at the dinner party. There's uh, Norma and Jack and Kevin and Winnie. And all th three out of the four people, they're having a great time. Kevin's being a He's being an asshole. Like, yeah, your plans are ruined. So freaking what? I'm sure that guy's parents are going to go to another damn country sometime for a vacation. You can go to that ski lodge then. All right? Just have fun with your family. Uh, it's, it's an interesting show so far that they, uh, they put up the hula girls. Now there's going to be this guy dressed in a Hawaiian suit who does a little bit of comedy. So Winnie's kind of, you know, laughing, like, oh, he's funny. And then she turns to Kevin. Of course, Kevin is just glaring, like, being a fucking... He's just being a sack of shit, stick in the mud, what have you. Because Winnie just kind of looks at him like, what the fuck is your problem? Kevin, if you're going to be a sourpuss, get the fuck out of there. Stop ruining people's good time. But really, Winnie is the only one that really noticed so far. And, you know, honestly, Kevin, Wayne went to a lot of trouble to come up with this dinner. He wanted to do something nice for his family, and you're being an asshole. But then if you think about it, Wayne and Bonnie aren't even there yet. It's just Jack, Norma, 
and Kevin and Winnie right now. So where are Wayne and Bonnie? So that's when Kevin turns to Jack and is like, hey, Dad, where's Wayne? And Jack's like, oh, he probably hit traffic. And then that's when Kevin brings up a good point. He's like, for an hour and a half? Something's up. Something's not, something's going on. So Kevin complains. He's like, yeah, he's probably at a party somewhere. And that's when Winnie's like, Kevin, can you just stop? You were all trying to have fun. It's like, Kevin, shut the fuck up. So the guy in the Hawaiian shirt and the delay is like, okay, I got a real treat for you. He's a, magi- a magician. I don't know what the fuck he said the guy's name was. Um, but Kevin's like, you know, that's it. I'm going to go and call Wayne and find out what's going on. Well, let's just hope that he's at wherever you're calling him from because, you know, they didn't have cell phones in 1972 yet. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. Like, the magician came over to, uh... Jack and Norma's table, and he, like, took his, like, magic wand, split it in half, and it turned into a bouquet of flowers, and he hands it to Norma. I'm like, wow, he's including them in the show. That is so cool. So the magician goes, well, I need a volunteer from the audience, and he turns to Jack, like, okay, how about you, sir? And Jack's like, oh, no, no, not me. And Norma's like, come on, honey, just... And then that's when the magician makes a dove, a white dove, appear on Jack's head. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's so cool! So Kevin's at a payphone, tries to get a hold of Wayne, but Wayne's not available, right? I don't know where the fuck he is. And that's when Bonnie shows up. Minus Wayne. So let's hear what she has to frickin' say, because it ain't good. I'm telling you that right now, from what I remember. Bonnie? You're late. Kevin, hi. The way she was dressed made me glad I hadn't worn a tux. Is your family here? Well, they're on sign. Aren't you gonna come in? Is, is Wayne here? No. Isn't he with you? No. What happened? What, he, he spilled something on his suit? But suddenly I had the feeling this wasn't about haberdashery. I was hoping he was here. He was so upset when he left. He left? What do you mean he left? Kevin, Wayne and I split up. What? It's not that I don't love him. I mean, he came into my life, and he's done so much for me, and you see how great he is with David. But it's just I saw James, and I didn't think I'd feel anything. Oh. It was weird. There we were, some phony magician harassing my dad, while my brother's whole life was coming apart. Maybe I shouldn't have told him tonight. God, you really must hate me, huh? Not to mention your folks, what they're going to think of me. But if she'd come looking for forgiveness... I'm sorry. I really am. But not for you. Yeah. So after Kevin fails to call, get a hold of Wayne, that's when Bonnie shows up and, like I said, um, she asks if Wayne is there and Kevin's surprised, like, thinking, well, why would he be here without you? And that's when she tells Kevin that she and Wayne split up. 
And the reason she was asking if he was there with them was because he was very angry when he left. And then she mentions how her ex-husband, um, James, showed up and how she didn't think she'd have feelings for him still. And she did. It's just a big damn mess. She just says that, you know, Wayne was such a great person. He was really helping her out and everything. It's like, lady, you took advantage of that boy, that guy. You took advantage of his sweet nature. I gotta ask, how long has she been divorced from this guy, her ex, by the way? Exactly. I can't imagine it's been very long if uh, she's already allowing him to come back after they've been divorced. Like, ugh, lady... I think she's better off with Wayne. I really think that whatever she thinks is going to happen getting back with her ex is not going to work. And it's not going to be good for their son either. So she says to Kevin, maybe she shouldn't have told Wayne tonight about it. It's like, yeah, let's just keep stringing him along. And yeah, New Year's Eve, when he had a great dinner planned for his family at this, this fancy dinner show place yeah lady maybe you shouldn't have or maybe you should have ended it before it really truly began and his feelings are gonna get hurt which they are so she looks at kevin and is like oh god you must really hate me huh imagine what your folks are gonna think and kevin's thinking yeah if she's come for forgiveness and he's like i'm sorry but not for you exactly he's sorry for his brother that's going through this pain so this magician is having a fun time, you know, pulling scarves out of Jack's uh, suit pocket. Then he's going to saw him in half. And when he comes up to Kevin, who's still distraught after hearing this news that, you know, Bonnie broke up with Wayne and everything like that. And when he's like, oh, Kevin, you got to come. They're going to saw your dad in half. And that's when she asks, like, Kevin, are you okay? And he's like, we, we got to go find Wayne. And they find him at the laundromat. And I'm gonna play that clip. Kevin, is everything all right? No. We gotta find Wayne. That night we looked for Wayne everywhere. Bonnie's house, our house, six coffee shops, four bars, even the bowling alley. He was nowhere. It was like he vanished. And then just when we were ready to give up... Isn't that Wayne's car? Where? We found him. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what to expect. For some reason, I'd never actually hung out at the laundromat on New Year's Eve. So I tried to prepare myself for the worst. An outraged maniac, a jilted slob. He says he shoots. Yeah. <laughs> or just a guy Whoa. in a bad suit tossing socks at a washing machine. Wayne? Hey, butthead. Fancy meeting you here, huh? <laughs> Catch. That away. You missed it, I think, 16 in a row. 16? Okay, seven. All the people that were here doing laundry earlier were very impressed. You'd be surprised how many people save their laundry for the major holidays. 
<laughs> is it me or am I the only one talking here? You know, we, we missed you at the dinner club. Oh, yeah? How'd it go? Good. They had a m magician. Sounds like hell. Kinda. Listen, uh... I heard about what happened. Yeah, me too. These things happen, right? You know, you can't make someone fall in love with you. Huh? You know, you can't make them fall in love. It's just got to happen. And I guess that's when it hit me. How hard this guy had tried. How hard he'd been trying his whole life. And suddenly it all made sense. Who my brother really was. Not the family man he wanted to be, or the stupid older brother I'd fought with my whole life. But just another grown-up kid with a broken heart. Kevin? Are you guys okay? It's almost midnight. Say this for my girlfriend. She had timing. How about that? Another year, huh? 1972 was a memory, like it or not. Happy New Year. The funny thing is, looking back now, Happy New Year, Kevin. Happy New Year. What I remember most is how it ended. So, butthead, you gonna kiss her or not? Come on, you're only young once. Hell, the guy was right. So maybe that New Year's Eve 1972 didn't work out exactly like any of us planned. There was heartbreak we didn't anticipate. And events we couldn't have imagined. Still, it wasn't all bad. There was a magician. So maybe there was a message in it all. The future was calling us. And no matter what, there was no turning back now. Kevin, Kevin's driving, they're looking, they went to the bowling alley, they went to another place, they just about gave up, but then they drove near the laundromat, Winnie points out, like, is that Wayne's car, and they pull in, you know, they're happy they were able to have found him, but Wayne isn't in the best of spirits when they walk in there. So Wayne's drinking this beer, it says gold, I think it's like gold light or something like that, and he's just chucking socks into an open dryer. And he's clearly drunk, but he's a cheerful drunk, which is good. He's not, uh, he's not a mean drunk. And they got a little TV in there, so he's got the countdown from Times Square playing. And I'm just thinking, I haven't been to a lot of laundromats in my time, but the ones I have been in the past never had televisions there, so 
Must be a nice... Oh, it's got Christmas lights, too, so that's pretty cool. So Wayne kind of tells him how he sunk 16 pairs of socks into the dryer when it turns out actually he admits it was actually only seven. But the people that were doing their laundry beforehand were pretty impressed with his skill. So Kevin kind of lets him know, it's like, we missed you at the dinner show, and... He's like, yeah, they had a magician, and Wayne's like, oh, yeah, sounds like hell. Well, it probably was, and then, uh, of course, Kevin lets him know that, you know, he talked to Bonnie, he heard what happened. This is sad for Wayne, because he's, like, really broken up about that. He even looks like he's really crying as he's opening up another beer. He's like, you know, you can't make someone fall in love with you. It's like, no, no, I think he wanted... To be able to, you know, be there and stuff. But you'll be appreciated and loved back for, you know, what he was working. You know, two jobs at the the factory or Norcom or wherever. And, and, you know, busting his ass, spending all of his earnings helping her and her kid. Not to mention giving stuff that from his parents' house to her. Just so she could go back with her ex? Are you kidding me? Girl... You missed out on a great, great guy. I, she really did. So Kevin kind of thinks to himself that Wayne is more than who he used to be. You know, just a big brother that would pick on him for how many years. You know, he's just a big kid in a way. But he's also someone who got their heart broken. And he really feels for his brother. You know, even when he said to, to Bonnie, he's like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry for you. And it's like... Yeah, don't show your face around that family ever again. You screwed them over, you screwed Wayne over. But when he comes in and just asks, you know, Kevin, are you okay? She's like, Is, are you guys okay? And then she says, guys, it's almost midnight. So they watch the ball drop on the little TV, and it's like, yep, end of 1972, end of 1973. So Wayne's like, come on, you gonna kiss your girl or what? You're only young once. That's true. That's true, Wayne. You are only young once. We see a shot of the outside of this laundromat, and it says 35 cent laundry wash. And then it says something like blue ribbon. Like, what is that? Like, blue paps ribbon or whatever that that beer is, right? But it's like, yeah, Kevin and Winnie kiss, and they ring in the new year together, and it's just beautiful. And that's the episode. You know, honestly, if I have to rate this episode, I give it a um, I give it a, a three out of five. Uh, flower power petals. One for you know Wayne, definitely Wayne being a stand-up man, supporting the girl that he's seeing and a child that isn't even his, working two jobs to do that. Also, for um, Jack and Norma with little baby David, it was so cute. And then also with, at the end, in the laundromat, with Kevin and Winnie kissing and welcoming in the new year. And Kevin being there for his brother Wayne. Also, yeah, I got a real kick. I had, that was fun watching uh, Jack getting uh, pulled up on stage to be in the magic act. That was fun. Um, as far as my Wonderling Words of Wisdom... I'm going to go with don't take advantage of someone's kindness like what Bonnie did to Wayne. 
You know, she was looking for somebody who was sweet and everything, who was unlike what her ex was. And she found that in Wayne. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to her when, you know, that, the, that episode, Wayne and Bonnie, comes up in season six. So we'll get a little more into that. But it's just, I just don't see how somebody could take advantage of somebody like that. And it just seems like throughout this entire show up to, because this is season six that I'm talking about, Wayne has had one girlfriend after another that has dumped him. Uh, Dolores dumped him. That one girl that ate all the time in season four dumped him. Um, what was the other, the other girl who was, uh, when Kevin was in high school, who uh, <clears throat> was dating Wayne, but then went after Kevin. I can't remember her name, but it's just like, Wayne is getting cut no slap. He's getting, like, crapped on by girls. And I just hope that the character of Wayne down the road, hopefully that life went better for him. Like, he met someone who truly loved him for him and respected him and loved him and all of that. So, that being said, this is the last episode of 2017, and then join me next weekend when I go into Season 4, which should be Season 4, Episode 5. It's a Mad Mad Madeline World, where a French homework assignment has Kevin skipping out on his anniversary date with Winnie to help make a French dish with Madeline. Oh boy. Ugh. Okay. That being said, everyone, have a great New Year's Eve. Have a great New Year and welcome, hopefully, to good things in 2018. Alright, bye-bye. Oh, before I go, I found a couple commercials. One with Fred Savage, I think it's for, like, Coca-Cola or Pepsi. And the other one is with the actor Josh Savino, who played... Paul Pfeiffer. It's for like um a commercial for a vehicle and it's pretty cool. So uh, I'll play those and enjoy them and I'll see you in 2018. Bye bye. From 1969 to 1989. From generation to generation. From one friend to another. And from all of us on the Wonder Years. Happy holidays. Jenny. Dear Jenny. I don't know. You're so neat. No. Dear Jenny. I don't usually... Who is it from? I'll tell you! I don't usually... It's from Fred. I don't usually pour my heart out like this. I am mesmerized. Mesmerized. I am mesmerized. mesmerized. Your effervescent charm. My passion, my passion for you will never, will never be quenched. I I will always, I will first for the exhilaration of your companionship. And I will place you on a pedestal above all others. For eternity. Above. Above Fred. Fred. Oh, Jenny, you must feel so special. I feel like a Pepsi. Finally, it's is a minivan for kids with parents. And let's face it, we all have them. Yeah. The all-new Oldsmobile silhouette. Talking radical concepts here. Your own window seat. Room for lots of things. 
and needs stuff to keep her parents from bugging you on long trips. Besides, it's in the what makes them look cool. Right. Ready, dude? And they need all the help they can get. Yeah. This is the new generation.